When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to episode 138 of the Natural Hat Trick Podcast alongside Jamie Eisner. The Natty Hattie! And Craig Morgan. Hi. I'm Luke Lipinski. I should warn you, Craig is bringing the energy today. So what you just heard was a sample of probably the most you're going to get from him. He is emotionally spent after a very busy trade deadline for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, no, actually, oh. it wasn't busy no, at there all. there wasn't anything. Okay. It felt busy, though. Did it? All the buildup, all the anticipation. Not for the Coyotes, just in general. All the questions. Craig is like the, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed sounding. Craig's like existential today. I understood what they did yesterday. I'm just tired from a a heavy run of three games in four days, which you did as well, Luke, by the way. Yeah, I did, and somehow I'm here. I did not. (laughs) Jamie Jamie did no games in four days. I, I, you know, they're going to lose. It's amazing he still has a seat in the press box. Does he? I thought we took that pass and, and threw I, it I told the you, edge. it's the funny thing of I didn't have one last year with my full season credentials. When you were going? Yeah, when I was going, they just didn't ever like, make one for me. Yeah. And now that I it can only go every once in a while, they have like nice fancy spot right next to Craig that you know just Craig just stares at. Would he Jamie, sends me a picture of it. I, I've sat in that seat before. Yeah. I've just like taken your name uh, tag and tossed so it down the street. No. Toss it down, down the street? Yeah, all the way down the street. So you like walk I outside, go outside and, and throw it down like Maryland yeah, Avenue? It's very windy out there, and so it, it carried quickly. Especially up, up that high, it catches the wind. So we, um, we only have Jamie for about half the show today, so let's waste as much time as we can possibly do talking about throwing his uh, name tag down the street. The um, trade deadline in, in general. Yes. Are you disappointed? Is there a question in there? Yeah, well, no, I'm just making sure that Craig's awake. The trade deadline in general? Discuss. Um, are you disappointed in the activity overall around the league, or are you just saying with the Coyotes, even though you knew that there wasn't going to be much happening? I'm disappointed Coyotes. Eric Carlson didn't end up in Vegas. Yeah, that, that would have been, been, been the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, that would have been fun. And it actually was a, a it was a pretty good deadline in terms of names being mm-hmm. moved. We've had a lot worse in recent years. I think we had that really awesome one four or five years ago where a thousand people got traded, approximately, give or take. Yeah. Uh, and then we had three or four years in a row where Almost nothing happened of note. I think the big moves yesterday just kind of strengthened all of our opinions that the cup winners coming from the Eastern Conference. Because when you look at the contenders who beefed up, by and large, other than Winnipeg, uh, they're they're in the East. Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to Tampa. Rick Nash to Boston. That's and a Brian Gianta. Yeah. Don't forget the Brian Gianta signing. And, of course, Derek Broussard to Pittsburgh. The Penguins just have a ridiculous center depth right now. Just ridiculous. In in one of those trades that may not be able to occur after the next CBA. Yeah. (laughs) They had to work that one in quickly while they still could. Uh, Let's go back to Carlson, though, potentially going to Vegas. That sounds like that was... It was close. Went all the way down to the wire. There were were reports that they had offered as many as six assets for Carlson. Didn't get done. Now, I get the sense Carlson is going to be traded in the summer, so maybe Vegas will be back in on it. 
Yeah, I, I do. I'm See, I think they were more in on it now. I think Vegas in, won't be an option as much in the summer. I'm just incredibly curious of what Vegas could have offered because the one thing they don't have is prospects. No. I mean, their franchise has existed for eight, eight months. They could have offered, I guess, basically everybody they took in the draft this past year, but that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, they could have taken those two centers that they took. It was Suzuki and. Uh, oh, who's the why other am I blanking? I can't, I can't think of the other guy off the top of my head now, but they do have Suzuki. You just wonder if Ottawa, if Ottawa was looking for something off the uh, NHL roster, something significant well, that yeah, would weaken Vegas for the playoff run. So. Carlson or Marsha right, or exactly. so somebody like that. Plus, you know, plus, plus. The Carlson for Carlson trade would have blown everybody's mind. But it feels like because that trade didn't happen, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but Mike Green's still in Detroit. <laughs> Is that fair? Well, I, I think it's – I mean, if the team – we have reason to believe that the teams that were in on Mike Green were also in on McDonough and Carlson. And, Carlson, and yeah. those deal – McDonough got done at the last second. Carlson didn't get done. Kind of can't make a deal for Mike Green if you still think you're going to try to get McDonough or yeah. Carlson. So I can understand why that holds him. Plus, Detroit got enough for Tatar for both of them. So That's a great point. It, it seems like the first domino was Cody Carlson. Cody Glass was the other prospect. Cody Glass, yes. And pretty highly rated prospect, too. I think Velarde's in L.A., right? Yeah, Velarde's in L.A. Glass went six overall. I should point out I'm doing the show without a laptop today. So everything I say that's accurate is 100% Lipinski. And everything that's wrong, technology failed me. There's nothing I can do about that. 100% Lipinski. Yeah, that's, that's another uh, make t-shirts of this spin-off podcast. Sell them online. Who's to say I haven't already done that? Sell them on the Natty Hattie team shop that doesn't exist? We need a Natty Hattie team shop. And when you click on anything, it's just Craig's voice yelling, The Natty Hattie! Sell that like on iTunes. We make a Leftovers t-shirt. Yeah. We're just like tape, taped over Chris's mouth. <laughs> All right. Chris had plans for today. Button. Did he? It's too bad it didn't work out. Yeah. That's a shame. Um, <laughs> see this free Leftovers hashtag? I did see that, and and when I saw it's it, ridiculous. It made me think that there might be free leftovers here. Like when I showed you, up, there'd you be were like hoping extra pizza. You were just hoping. You were very hungry when I, you were arrived. I still am very. I hungry. offered you cheese. Common thread with you, though. Have you thought about maybe eating before you go to work? I, I I was going to do that, but I had a different commitment prior to the show today, which prevented me from eating anything. And yes, it's true. I got really? here. Did they it prevented fasting? Yeah, you had to go yes. to the doctor. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 you have to fast for 12 it, it hours. Was, or it was the sort of radio show that you have to fast for beforehand because they, they want you to stay hungry on the air. Uh, <laughs> you see who your real friends are when you walk in, and you're, you know, it's, we're recording this. It's afternoon. I literally have not eaten yet. And uh, Jamie says there's, some, there's potentially a vending machine on the other side of the wall. It takes me to a different building, and then provides me with a block of cheese, which I turned down. Uh, leftovers did provide me with some chips, so I'm at least functioning, and Craig went to sleep. So uh, wait, wait, it really says a wait, lot. Um, what, what, what's sitting in front of you? Uh, right. My phone, a microphone. Do you want to tell them what you're drinking today? By the way, can you just say the name of that yeah, drink, drink, drink that of I had to buy you today at Starbucks? Uh, smoked butterscotch. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, that sounds so not, not your chestnut praline. I had to clarify no. with Luke via text message whether that was a latte, whether that was a meal. I had no idea what it was. I just you wanted. Wish it was a meal. At this yeah, point. I just wanted butterscotch lit on fire in a cup. Is that not what this is? I don't like hot desserts, Luke. You can pretend. No, you don't. Uh, so Carlson doesn't get traded. It seems like that was the first domino to fall, and it just never fell. Yeah. And so then the McDonough deal came down right at the deadline, and Detroit was just left holding on to Mike Green, which looks really bad, except, as Jamie said, they somehow in the final seconds managed to fleece Vegas for Thomas Tatar, of all people. For yeah. a second and a third for Thomas Tatar. Yeah, I think for everybody that was writing in George McPhee as GM of the Year, it's got to kind of, uh, hopefully... We they, were not. We haven't been on this no, show. No, but for those who were, I hope they have that, like, remember when they created those pens that you can erase? 
It's like an erasable ink. Yeah. When you have the Philip Forsberg trade on your resume, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's, an all time, that's an all-time bad one. What's Martin Evatt up to these days? He's in the Olympics. He, 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 yeah, he's right. First, second, and third for Thomas Tatar. I yeah. get their first round pick this year is going to be late, you know, because they're going to pick 31st because they're going to win the cup. Uh, but false. But still, like that's, and I like Thomas Tatar, but that's too much. That's a lot. It's too much. That that's out of line with any other deal we saw. Yep, I agree. Like in the and last I still three think or they four years. Find a way to trade Mike Green. Just find a way. For you anything, that he's a UFA. For yep. anything. Yep. Yeah, an absolutely no. I mean, when we were making those you lists. You pat on the back like, hey, do me a favor down the road when I need it. Like, oh, See, if I had my laptop, I would pull up the list that I made at the start of the year. But I, I just remember the, the most likely to be traded guys at the very start of the year, the three that stood out to me were James Neal. And there's a reason ultimately why yes. he wasn't traded now. I mean, that, that disappeared yes. back in nice December. Because Vegas. Um, Mike Green was probably even more likely than James Neal to get traded because – He's a defenseman. Teams need defensemen, and he's yes. on a team that he's not going to be on in a month and a half. I'm surprised there. I, I, yeah, I'm too surprised that they have not did not find somebody that would take him, even at the last second for a mid round pick. That Anything feels like better than nothing. You need to have like a deal lined up, like yes. your, your, your like your, your safety, safety deal. team. Yeah, yeah your exactly. safety team. Hi, we'll send him to the Caps for a sixth round pick. Worst case scenario. Capitals do anything? Did I miss they something? Were, Reportedly in on Carlson. Okay, well, they're reportedly Whatever in the playoffs every year, too. Yeah, Michael Kempney from the Blackhawks. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And Evander Kane was the other name. Those were the yes. three I thought were the most likely to get dealt. for a year and a half. Yeah, and he finally went to San Jose for a lot less than Thomas Tatar got from uh, out of Vegas. So the McDonough deal, um, I don't know how you guys watched this all unfold, but that my perspective was that deal happened at the right at the deadline. And then for like a half hour, there were reports that it was going to be a massive, massive, deal, which got a little bit oversold. It's ma- a big deal, but massive. Was I hear the massive exact... deal, and it's McDonough and JT Miller and Nemesnikov. It's no, let's calm down a little bit. But they made it sound like well, they did have a lot of airtime to fill, yeah. with nothing happening for most of it as usual. Yes. At some point, is the hype for the trade deadline leading up to it? Is that ever going to go away? No, no. They have to hype the show. Right? Everybody has to hype it. Do you need six hours of coverage for... Of course you don't, but you don't need... Honestly, I don't watch it. You don't need 10 hours of pre-Super Bowl coverage either, but you're going to get it. Yeah. There's there's nothing else going on. There's a lot of build-up from Mike Riley to Montreal for a fifth-round pick. Yes. So, just looking at this, and and again, we mentioned Rick Nash went to Boston. Patrice Bergeron's out for at least two weeks with a crack in his foot. Yeah. Um, To be honest, that happens more often than people know. Hairline fractures and feet from blocking shots, etc., Guys can play through this. But they're probably just resting him. But when I look at this, I think, okay, the Bruins are going to drop to the three seed in that division. They're going to play Toronto in the first round, and then winner takes on Tampa in the in the semifinals. But right now, with with the moves that were made, I mean, is there is there any way we're not seeing Tampa Pittsburgh in the conference final? I would be shocked. Yeah. I would be shocked, and I and I think. Because someone asked you yesterday, said like Boston. I, I like I like the team, but the problem is is. They have to live with the fact that they're going to play Tampa in the playoffs, and they're not better than Tampa. Maybe they can be better for four games out of seven. It's always possible, but they're not a better team on paper than Tampa Bay. What did you think of what they gave up to get Nash? I felt like they gave up a lot more than the Rangers did. Like, that's the thing. Yes. The way I heard it was, this is a massive deal in the sense, or not that the Rangers gave up, but that they got. So... My thought was, we're going to see Tampa Bay just gave up Sergachev, or they gave up maybe Gord. 
Like yeah, some, they thought, gave up yeah. some something amazing, and they really they didn't give up. I mean, Steve Eiserman's a great GM, yep. but they gave up Nemesnikov, who they don't need. No, they give up a He's first a round player, pick, but they don't need him. A first round pick that's going to be pick thirty one because they actually yes. are going to win the cup. A second round pick next year, I don't care. Brett Howden and Libor Hayek. Yes, if I can't pronounce your last name and you're a hockey player. You're not a major piece in the trade. Yeah, that, that, that is the, that's the bar for Luke. So Can I pronounce your name? Look, I like the fact that they got Bolesky off the books. Yeah. That helps. And, and Wait, maybe, we're talking about two different trades here. Yes. Okay. I'm going back we to Boston. All right, fine. Sorry. I, I'm stuck with Boston, actually, over here. Well, I'm just saying Tampa didn't give up anything. Yeah. We look at Boston. Maybe maybe Rick Nash is a good fit with David Craigie as well, but I, it's hard to ignore Rick Nash's playoff history. And It hasn't yeah. been good. In fact, it's mostly been bad. I've I've been championing the Rick Nash's overrated club for going on half a decade now. Uh, I just I mean that I just there's I, a lot too, of people in he's that. He's a game. good the, he's a good well I think now everybody's kind of realizing it. But now he did have 42 goals three years ago though. It's like this random season in New, yeah, in like, New York. He had 42 goals. Everybody thinks all it was all in Columbus. In Columbus, but it's to me just I've never thought he he was anything to the level people described him as. And he actually has one of the worst, because I, I did this story a couple of years ago. He has one of the worst drop-offs from regular season points mm-hmm. per game to playoff points per game. It's non-existent in the playoffs. Uh, a few other players at the time were Shane Doan and Ray Whitney as well. But oh, uh, well. but he was in that kind of, was in that mix. Seems unnecessary. With, with, when you look at Boston, what they gave up, what, what bothers you that they gave up in the Rick Nash deal? It, here, let me answer it this way. It bothers me that if you put what the Bruins gave up up next to what Tampa Bay gave up, you would definitely take what the Bruins gave up. And so to me, Tampa Bay widened the gap. I'm not bothered by it. I mm-hmm. just, Rick Nash just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I just don't. And, and like, I don't know if they're better. They're not worse, but are they better? Right. Did they, but did they hurt themselves for the future? This is, this is the yeah. question that I've been asking myself because I, I think teams a lot of times, when, when, they're, when their timeline gets accelerated, at least in their own minds, because I don't think anybody saw Boston doing what they did this year. Sometimes teams will make big moves like this because they think, okay, we, we are ahead of schedule. And then, what's that term you use all the time? Jamie? Nonlinear progression? Yeah, then next year, maybe Boston takes a step back and they're questioning whether they should have done this. I guess if I look at this Boston deal, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really upset with anything that they gave up. I don't think it's going to hurt them. So may, maybe, this, maybe this move is okay. You're right, though, Luke. In comparison to what Tampa did, it, it just doesn't look nearly as splashy right now. Now, in comparison to what Vegas did, it looks great. Yeah. You didn't give up a first, second, and third for Thomas Tatar. I guess the way I'm looking at this is there's a few ways to look at it, actually. Yeah, compared to Tampa, I, the Lightning the lightning widened the gap on everybody by getting McDonough. Um, they but, reasserted themselves in the, as the favorites in that division. Yeah, yeah. Now, oh, in the NHL. Yes, I, I guess, because my, my question now with, with Pittsburgh is if they get to the conference final at that point, they're two rounds away. They've won two straight cups. There's another gear there. There's an understanding there that other teams don't have, and and they're so good up the middle now. But I do so good. I do well, but they how were tired. They are if they were maybe they, they were yeah. good up the middle last year too, and they lost Benino and Matt Cullen. So they had to get better up up the mm-hmm. middle from where they were at the start of this year. They weren't the same team at the start of this year. Um, but, but Derek Broussard is a really yeah, nice addition. He's, he's, no, he's he a is. Player. He is. He's, he's, that's that's a great move for for Pittsburgh certainly. But. I just I look at Tampa now and I don't know how you're ever going to score on them. And Tam- so, Tampa's the best team in the league, and they already but were. But they're not. They're not. They're not the Warriors. 
They're not the Warriors. Like they're not so much above the Pittsburghs yeah. of the world that I think it's impossible to Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's hockey. The there's, there's, yeah, you can't be like there. I still think that's especially seven, in the South. I still think there. that's a seven-game series if they played Pittsburgh in the conference final. But what I would point out is two years ago they played Pittsburgh really well, essentially without Stamkos. Yes, and they they could have won that series. I mean, it went seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I believe the the seventh game was one nothing. Yeah, I just don't. Brian I don't Russell. see any weaknesses on this roster now. That's we talked about their blue line yeah. being the one area they needed to add. So. Go and get a player right, like Brian Matana. How do you and, score? And JT Miller's a nice addition, too. I mean, yeah, they've quartered the JT market. <laughs> How do you score on a team that has Victor Hedman and now Ryan McDonough? And I understand Sergachev is not anything amazing yet this year, but he's your third pairing defenseman. And I'm forgetting guys. Who else do they have on uh, Strawman? Strawman. Yeah, Strawman? yeah they, have like, they have like five X Rangers. Yeah, they basically, Rangers. those two teams only deal with each other. We should have known McDonough was and going And Ryan Callahan, but they won't talk about that one. And, and Girardi? who mm-hmm. is not asked to do nearly as much in Tampa as he was in New thing. York. Yes. Um, but he's a perfectly still. fine fifth or sixth defenseman. The problem was he was playing on the top line yeah. in New York. But in Tampa, he's not. So you've got, yeah, you've got that defense in front of Vasilevsky. So I would just say on average, most nights, you're probably not getting more than two goals against Tampa Bay, right? And then you look at what they have up front. They're capable of scoring seven on any night, you know? And, and they're pretty consistently going to get at least three. Don't so, forget to mention their goalie. I did. You Vasilevsky. Did. I yeah. He did. My bad. Jeez, Craig, wake up over Let me there. take another sip of coffee. Why don't you yell Natty Hattie? You've been thrown off since you didn't do it. Um, I just, we all liked Tampa from August. Yes. I, I still, I feel as confident as ever in my Tampa. But they're better now. Okay, let's let's flip to the West then. All right. I like, what, from, I, I like what Winnipeg did. Yeah. I, I, they, they, pay, they paid full price for Paul Stasny, but. A full price way, Stasny. By the way, he gets to center in line, he's centering the line tonight between line A and Wheeler. Yeah, that's Not tough. bad, huh? No. It's not, not a bad gig to get. Oh, and by the way, St. Louis is going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, did St. Louis just give up? Look, I think they did. Like they, it sure feels like they did. There's nobody good in the West this year. I, and, that, and that's the thing. With Winnipeg, well, Winnipeg, Vegas, Vegas, and Nashville. Vegas and Nashville. Nashville. Yes, three yes. teams in each conference, yeah. I feel yes. like, right now. Yeah. Uh, I think, what? You throwing Toronto in there? You could still sell me on five teams in the East. Uh, I'm a Toronto little in Washington? I'm a little disappointed Washington just yeah. decided, hey, we're set, and did nothing at the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm not... Definitely not on the Capitals train. Okay, but you would take the Capitals over Minnesota or San Jose. Well, or... let's let's talk reality here in the East. Who are they going to face in the first round? Yeah, it's, well, They're hopefully for them, though, final. they will face the Flyers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Philadelphia has been tough too. The East Philadelphia doesn't so lose games better. anymore, apparently. Yeah, so I don't know. Peter Morazic is either savior for not to have to face Philadelphia if I was Pittsburgh. You mean the first place Philadelphia Flyers? Yeah, they are in first in the Metro right now, which is as much a sign. Again, I keep saying this, but the Metro's down. But yeah. Pittsburgh, I think, just is laying in the weeds right now. They're they're yeah. just they're about getting if, into the playoffs now. Yeah, they they, they need to find the perfect way to to get to rest players, but not rest players. But I mean, that's a tough path if you have to go through Washington, Philadelphia, and Tampa to get to the Cup. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I know there's a different history between the Penguins and Flyers. To me, like if I'm any other team, the Flyers don't scare me that much. Yeah, that, but Pittsburgh just doesn't Capitals. play them. I don't think Capitals that's that don't scare me at all. They really don't. I know Pittsburgh, Philadelphia has this weird thing where, like, no matter how good or bad those teams are, they play the exact same way when they play each it's other. It's like paper, but, rock, scissors, and Philadelphia always beats the Penguins. I mean, sure, Pittsburgh is better than Philadelphia, but they always lose to the Flyers. I'm, whatever so how is that like paper, rock, scissors? Because like rock always it's loses rock, paper, to paper, scissors, actually. But that's okay. What did I say? Paper, rock, scissors. That's what it is. Where are you guys from? The East Coast? The Midwest? Southwest? Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Jamie's from everywhere. Um, I don't want to play Philadelphia in the first round. How's that? Okay, got I it. don't care what, what order you, you You'd play You'd rather play the, the Caps. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Although I read you, you, you don't have that many choices. Prefer the Caps in the second well, round. Then, yeah. Or do you want to just fall into a wild card spot and play Tampa? 
That's, <laughs> but that's the thing. So if you look in the East, I think Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, Washington, and Pittsburgh are legit teams that could go to the Cup, except they're in Tampa Bay's conference, so they can't all no. do it. No. I only think there are three contenders in each conference. Okay. Well, I'm And Vegas is in that mix. Vegas is still in that mix. Vegas? Yeah. There are a lot of people talking about, oh, you want to get the eighth seed in the West so you can get Vegas, you no, know, no. because they're still waiting for them to collapse. Careful. Who no, Vegas I'm right not, now I'm would not gonna play undersell them anymore. Vegas would play LA right now? Yes. Yeah. It'd be a fun series. That would be a very fun series to cover too. But uh I'm I you can't sell me on any team from the West winning the cup except maybe Nashville. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be a big step I'll, for Winnipeg. I will still be over here waving the Winnipeg flag. you got to feel a, good about yourself right now. It would be a big step for that, that team that be. has not even won a playoff series to it would be. go all the way and win the Cup. That's, a, that's a big leap. But they're really good on paper. They really are. Well, they're beating Minnesota in the first round. <laughs> yeah, they're better than Minnesota or Wait, Dallas. which team? It, just fill in the blank with that statement. Yeah, that's that was just an open-ended statement. You can say whoever you want. If we listed teams I don't want to watch in the playoffs, Minnesota is at the top of the list. Always. They're just I have zero interest so in watching that team. Right. They're, they're I can't one of them. Yeah, they're, they're they don't remarkably try to play boring. boring hockey. They just are. Yeah, where Ottawa bland. played boring hockey. Yeah, and nobody wanted to watch it them. Minnesota's just. But blind. we still wanted to watch Eric Carlson play. That's like, the thing. Was, he was the only reason. There's no Ring stars. Passes up over the over that the top of people and he's just the insane. sick things he does. By the way, since we all just saw Vancouver here, well, I guess Jamie didn't because he was off being busy. But we saw Vancouver in person for the first time. Do they run the loft pass more than anybody in the history of hockey? Every time they had the puck coming out of their zone, they would just flip it up in the air to one of the forwards. I've never seen a team do it that much. Like, it was just a constant alley-oop up the ice. Cool. I'm glad Craig supports me on this one. I've, I haven't seen a team do that that much. And I, look, I haven't Vancouver studied the stats it. to know. I can't answer that question. Frequency of loop passes. But you somebody, did, you did notice it happening yeah. a lot, right? Uh, when, when I actually had time to watch the game, yes. Oh, boy. NHL.com demands a lot. <laughs> Craig, Too much. Has, Craig has been beaten down by additional work responsibilities this year. Now, would it help if I said Chicago's not going to make the playoffs? We've already established okay, that. Okay, I just want to put that out there. I'm just wondering how far they can slip. Um, maybe behind Edmonton. Maybe. It's possible. I don't know why my voice made that sound. four-point gap right now. Um, all right, so what other trades do you want to talk about here? Stastny to Winnipeg is, is it's a move that it helps. they at least did something to get better. I approve of that. Um, the Winnipeg-Nashville series is going to be fantastic. Yes, it's going to be excellent. That what about be the best series of the, of the Western Conference. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, in the second round, that will be, be awesome. Um, what about Kane to San Jose? I think he helps him. Well, it won't hurt him. Yeah, well, I mean, he can score. Still. Yeah, I know how, but it's a short term. I just, He's, I just, I I don't people want to talk about all those issues, and it's fair to talk about those issues, but in a, in a small window, small like window this, like this, exactly. there's no risk it's, at this point. Yeah, I agree. If he causes problems, you're done at the end of the year. Like, what are you, what are you worried about? I mean, that kind, that's the kind of move in in the Pacific Division. You know, if if you still believe that Vegas is vulnerable, where that, yeah, that kind of move could get winnable. you out of the Pacific and into the Conference Final. Let's play a game here where we look at the current playoff series and tell me which ones you like, okay? Because there's about 20 games left in the season, the trade deadline. Like for like entertainment purposes? Isn't it amazing how it's still a quarter of the season, but we're all in this mode of playoffs and we're not there yet. A lot's going to change. Some stuff has been, well, let's let's start in the division where it's not going to change. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to play the number two wild card. That seems almost certain. And right now, that would be Columbus. Wow. The Islanders are four points back now. Wow. 
that was an eye opener for me. But Boston, Toronto. I mean, that we agree that's the best first round yes, series. And we we booked yes. that in November. Well, I Depends. mean, Pittsburgh, Washington would be a pretty good first round series Pittsburgh, too. Philadelphia would be fun to watch. Pittsburgh, yeah. Philadelphia is just nuts. I don't think I have any interest in that. Philadelphia yeah. and New Jersey would be a, a matchup right now, which um, that would be the one that's on like the fourth. That's the, no, that's the CNBC yeah. series. And you're Do they like, actually fly? Oh, actually, it those wouldn't cities? be. It wouldn't be that because those markets they would they would put that on they would get better TV. Do the teams actually fly between those cities, or do they just take a bus? So they should probably just bus. Just taking a bus to New Jersey. That's your reward that's like, for making the playoffs. Oh, how how far is it to drive close. from New York to Philly? I don't know. Like it, it, it seems like it would take as much time to do all the boarding of the plane and the deboarding as it would be to take a bus. Uh, Jets wild over in the the West. Luke didn't want to talk about that. Sharks. Well, I've never been to New Jersey, so I feel like I'm I'm not a part of this exclusive club. Um, it's not. It's not something to be proud of. Oh, okay. Sharks Ducks would be a first round series. <laughs> two hours. Chris is telling Magic Man is telling us it's a two hour drive. Wait, so why are we calling him Magic Man instead of Leftovers? Because he works the magic. Hour and forty one doesn't appear without Chris. Hour and forty one minute I drive. I don't feel like you give him enough credit. I'm new. Jamie's questioning it. Fifty four minutes on the train. What, what does it look like in traffic? Seven hours. Current conditions is one hour and forty one minutes. Okay, but it's three o'clock. So what's what? You've both been in New Jersey. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. So, like, when you're driving to New Jersey, what are your emotions? Like, like, can't, where I, in New Jersey? Are I can't get to the Jersey city shore. Are we talking to Trenton? Are we talking? What are we talking here? I don't know. Wherever it's a necessary evil on the way into Manhattan. <laughs> okay. Or, uh, yes. Or, or on the way south somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, the, the streets of Newark are interesting. Wound care. Right? Yes, that's right. The, the the infamous wound care. Nashville would play Dallas. In the game, that would be, be fun. The game I'm entertaining myself with over here of potential just, first round playoff. That first, the first line against that top pairing just was musty TV. Yeah, I think Nashville would win that series in five. I, I, I agree. Um, all right, so back to Dallas is nothing for me. Are we are we picking doing this again? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Luke. No, don't apologize. Sorry, Rick. Don't apologize for being who you are. I went through all the series. Wow. Wow. So, no, I just you know, I, just be who you are. That's that's great advice for anybody How's out that there. Smoke butterscotch taste. Uh, delightful, but neither one of you are talking enough for me to actually drink it. So I'm just kind of looking at it right now. Mm. And I know how the game you guys play. Every time I go to take a drink of the coffee, you both stop and stare at me. So there's dead air, and somehow I feel like that dead air reflects on well, me. That's because, why Chris needs a mic. Well, he's going to take Jamie's here shortly. Isn't yeah. He? The ultimate. Hostile takeover on the podcast. We should do that. He should just step in. He should. How much does Chris follow hockey? Pretty, pretty. Well, as soon as I walked hockey. in today, he wanted to talk about the Ryan Hartman trade. Yeah, so. no, he follows hockey. There you go. I know he follows hockey because no, he, he knows who Timothy Lilligren is. Well, but and yeah, <laughs> I kind of like it. Luke and... I like it when when Chris can only sign yeah. because it's a podcast. He just did some weird Timothy I mean, Lilligren dance. Saying that he's nowhere near as intelligent as I am on really anything. Oh. But he's he follows hockey. That's why nobody says that because it goes without saying. Uh, Thomas Vanek and Mark Latestu and Ian Cole Mark Latestu to Columbus. So they what? loaded up. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you like my uh, my subhead for this category of teams? The trades that looked like cheap cosmetics. Yes, that's uh, nobody <laughs> likes cheap cosmetics. <laughs> the the thing you can say about Columbus is what do they give up? Anything off their roster? No, no so fine, it's fine. But, so they added depth. They're loading up to lose in six games in the first round. Congratulations, Columbus. <laughs> this is what it feels like. like <laughs> Thomas Vanek. Can Thomas Vanek skate anymore? No. Could he but, ever skate? Uh, I'm uh, sure he's slowed down since then, but... Somebody had to trade for him, though. Yeah, yeah making, it, it really, really felt like it. Like, somebody's going to get Thomas Vanek. Why? Because he was making so little. Like, we could get somebody that could score, like, three goals in a series for 
two million dollars a year. We just we're obligated. Put him on the right team. He could be hot for a series. Columbus is not the right team. It would be awesome if they eliminated offside. You could just hang out by the net. Like when you're playing NHL on Xbox and you just take offside out of the game and just open the ice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thomas Vanek would be great in the NHL in in like 15 years when they've eliminated offside because millennials. I'm not, this is not a shot at millennials, but there's that push to just, like, increase scoring constantly. Actually, you know what? That's not a shot at millennials because I'm technically a millennial. That's a shot at the NHL for overreacting. Okay, cool. Patrick Maroon and Michael Grabner to New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, I guess useful players. I think everyone knows what we think of Patrick Maroon by yeah. now. Who's he going to be playing with, I guess? Not Connor McDavid. Who's, yeah. Who's Patrick Maroon playing with? Figure that that's out. A fair question. Go, go up to Taylor Hall and say, "Hey, I replaced you in Edmonton, mm-hmm. and now we're both in New Jersey, living a better life." <laughs> Thomas, well, Pl- it's Newark, so <laughs> it's, yeah. let's not get carried away. I wasn't going to say anything because I haven't been there. Thomas Placanitz to Toronto. Yeah, fine, fine. A little surprised Toronto didn't do more, or are they right where they need to be and they I don't? don't need I just to... don't know where they would go. Like uh, to me, this looks like a team that understands its timeline okay. and isn't going to do anything rash. Trust the timeline. Screw it up. You have Austin Matthews. Don't worry. Okay. You're fine. You'll have all opportunities. Your, all your good players are like 23 years old. Yes. And your path through the playoffs is brutal. Is basically yeah. Boston, Tampa, Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah, maybe they have the hardest, the hardest path. path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Okay. So I, I approve of what Toronto did. LA didn't really do anything other than Reader. I mean, they got Fanuf a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of LA because I feel like the West is, is, as much as you guys talk up Vegas and as much as I talk up Nashville, I feel like the West is still there for the taking for really any team that makes the playoffs. It could be, and Ansi Kopitar is having a monster season. Had a monster game last night as well. I mean, I would say the West this year, eh. The West is still open. Like, the West is still well, weird. Isn't it more I, open this year than it was in 2012? Kind of I think the Pacific is well, Pacific, open. Pacific, yes. I, I, I don't, the Central Division still has two clear favorites. I would still be shocked if anybody from the Pacific That's Division That's like your mantra. Final. Yeah. Everybody kind of sucks. Even That's saying like, that, you know, I, it's hard for me to say Winnipeg is a clear favorite when they haven't done anything in the playoffs ever. Yeah, they still have to prove it. So Nashville is a, Nashville's a team. Nashville's a clear favorite. That's a very good team. But, but in the Pacific Division, I mean, especially, if, again, if you think Vegas is vulnerable, I... I don't know if they are, but you have to ha- ask the same questions of them that you do of Winnipeg or of right. any of these other teams that haven't really been there. And on paper, is Vegas as good as Winnipeg? No. 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 But they're on paper, they haven't been as good as a lot of the teams in the West, but they mm-hmm. just are. When, when L.A. won the Cup the first time, though, yeah. was the West... Like, I feel like the West is almost more wide open this year than it was in 2012 when they made it as the eighth seed. Um, I, have to, I have to go back. I mean, Chicago yeah. was really good. But not they didn't have year. to go through Chicago. Not was, that, was that the year that Chicago was the top? That was no. Chicago out of the first round, yeah, courtesy they, of Mikel Bakke. Yeah, no, Chicago was still recovering from no, right, selling off 44% of its roster after winning the 2010 Cup. Hmm. They needed another year to get there. Did you so, say and, anything? And if you remember, yeah. Rafi Torres Craig, I have to say, Craig restrained himself very well when Stan Bowman was in town. I don't think you said anything to him, did you? No, I didn't. I glared at him as he walked down the hallway. That was it. And Jamie wasn't allowed in the building when Peter Chiarelli was here, so it all worked out. His name tag was taken away that day. Uh, Ryan Hartman to Nashville. Oh, that was was the other Canucks. Blackhawks got a first-round pick and a good prospect out of that. Yeah. Yeah. That surprised me. That was a good move. That was a good move. Ryan Hartman's a a depth player. Would you say the rebuild is in full effect? Full effect? No, I would have liked to have seen a couple other guys go out the door, but, you know, we know the problems there. Um, it's interesting. Craig put together the, uh, the the rundown for the show, and it said the biggest moves, and we've gone through those. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, um, the playoff possible teams that did little, which I guess we haven't gone through yet. We'll get to those. Uh, the trades that looked like cheap cosmetics, and then we'll get into the rebuilding teams. But 
I don't see listed on here anywhere. Just double checking. Is Dallas still in the NHL? I don't. I don't know what to make of Dallas. Like they're the most forgettable team this year, and I don't know why. Because not only was I thinking that yesterday when you didn't hear them linked to anybody, and they're supposed to be a playoff team, but they're not. They're like the one team Craig didn't put on this list of teams because I didn't know where to categorize. Yeah, them. yeah they, they did nothing, and they're just there. They're just. They're just there. Out. They're not ex- as exciting as that team was three years ago or two years ago. No. Uh, Calgary adding Chris Stewart via whatever. waivers. Yeah, whatever is how I felt too. <laughs> okay, Chris Stewart too. He's one of those guys that like players and executives will praise. Oh, he's a tough guy, a lot of character, blah blah blah. Mm, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, nice. It's not gonna. It's not gonna change matters. Calgary at all. And and I, I, I don't know what 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 Brad, especially since he didn't talk to me when he was here either. I didn't see him when he was well, here. Well, he was, it was the mom's trip. Oh, yeah. So he, he had to be like the host. He had like, the chaperone. He was like the chaperone. <laughs> Which, if you've ever met should, Brad Tree Living, that's hilarious. I told, told Jamie, he sent me a text message that said that the moms run harder than the players. <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, should be better than not. I don't know why. I don't really have a feeling of why, except again, they need more. Center depth, Maybe they yes. need more. So Chris Stewart. Yeah, and Sam Maybe Bennett playing on the top case. line now removes the possibility of more center depth. Sam Bennett looked good in the game he did. here he against the Coyotes. Playing on the top line. Yeah. Flashes. Just He's got to do more than flashes at this yeah, point. They, they do need more there. That's that's the biggest issue. That hurt. It's hurt them. Yeah. That's your number, again, we talk about a lot of the, the number one picks. The other team in Alberta has screwed up. Yeah. And that we'll probably screw up them. this year, too. The, uh, the thing that did stand out about Calgary when they were here, which shouldn't shock anybody, but that defense is... Defense really is good, good. And Johnny Gaudreau is a monster. Johnny yeah. just amazing. <laughs> but the, I don't know, the defense is just I mean, there's not any weak. We got to see every one of his moves on that one goal because no Coyote decided to guard him. Yeah, it's like he ran out of moves because he was like, yeah. "Well, I've had 30 seconds to myself over here with the puck, and it wasn't a breakaway." That I, was, and it's funny you watch Twitter that that day that after that goal, people were saying bad goal on Antti Ranta. <laughs> what do you want the guy? I don't to want the do? guy to do that. Yeah. Literally, hung out to drive. He's one of the best offensive players in the world. Yes. All alone, allowed to like, put seventeen moves on him before he decides where he's going to shoot the puck. It wasn't a great it's, shot, but he was able to make every move, like you said. And and I think I, I found three other guys that I would have blamed before on Tyrone. Oh, Tom absolutely. Yeah, both well, defensemen. Yeah, there was Christian Fisher. No defensemen <laughs> even looking at him. Hey, where did that Johnny Gaudreau guy go? Oh yeah, we left him open to cover whoever they were all covering. Uh, Anaheim. I don't know why we buried the lead. They added Jason Chimera. Oh. Ooh. So we'll move on so, from that. Cool. Okay. Next. Minnesota. Thanks for did, mentioning that, though. Yeah, well, no, I, I think Jason Chimera is probably a pretty big fan of the podcast, so I wanted to make sure he was tuning in. Uh, Minnesota did nothing, which okay. I don't know if you're talking about the playoffs or the trade deadline. Yes. The Avalanche did nothing. nothing. I feel like they've given up, too. Yeah, I just feel like they're, they're not going to trade in. They're, they don't feel like, even if they get in, they're, they're, not, they're not going far. No, they've they've really tailed off. I mean, after the excitement of Matt Duchesne leaving, you know, sort that of was waned, exciting. They have uh, fallen off again, and they're not a playoff team. I want to I want to go back to St. Louis, if I remember, only really making a move to trade away Paul Stastny. Right? They didn't yeah. add anybody. Um, it's like you guys said with Toronto, like the Maple Leafs know where they are in their path to the the cup. If you were going to try and make trades as a cup contender, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Where is St. Louis? What are they doing? Their path know. to the cup, I'm not saying they are a cup contender, but they sure were at the start of the year. Their path to the cup is as easy as it's probably ever been, and they're just not trying? Yeah, I don't get it. don't feel a lot of magic with that team either lately. They haven't played well in a while. Maybe they need the magic man. Maybe that's what it is. 
I don't know. I, I don't know what St. Louis is thinking. I mean, they're two points out of a playoff spot, so it's not like the season's over. No, but they didn't exactly. They're not inspiring a lot of confidence that they're looking to make a push. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you're two points out of a playoff spot. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go for it? Like, how how long do you think your window's open? And maybe their window shouldn't be open. But again, look at the teams in the Western Conference. It's wide open this yes. year. So if you just get in, your window's open. Colorado, by the way, is only three points out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Two, actually. St. Louis is one point out of a playoff spot. Yeah, I don't know why a, I'm mad about this. It's amazing, isn't it? Because you don't feel like the Blues or the Avalanche have a chance of making it. I feel like there's nine teams in the mix now for the yeah. West. Uh, the Islanders just sort of wave the Islander flag. And John Tavares still hasn't signed a contract extension. Just saying. Yeah, no big deal. It's not like he's one of the best players in the At NHL. At this point, he's got to go to market, right? Yeah, I, I would assume that's the only reason why it hasn't been done yet. Five weeks left in the season. Let's uh, look at some of these rebuilds. Okay. Starting with the Rangers, because they clearly did the most to rebuild their team. I mean, it's going to be more than these couple of trades, but at least they... Tr- I understood why they were trading away Rick Nash. Uh, I guess I get why you give up Ryan McDonough, but to me, giving up Ryan McDonough signifies that you don't expect to be contenders next year either. Correct. I, don't, I, I, I think, think they've been be. pretty honest about that. Yeah. But I Remember the letter? Oh, do I remember the letter? Come on. Uh, then why oh, keep the which, which you want to point out on Sportsnet's coverage, they spent five minutes ripping the Rangers for that letter, yeah, and then imploring Vancouver to never win another game. In the same segment, they didn't even have a commercial break between the two. They were they were advocating the tanking of Vancouver and other franchises right after they ripped the Rangers for sending out that letter. And Vancouver doesn't need to tank; they'll get the number one pick unless Edmonton is there. Edmonton's there though. Yeah. So here's the thing: when you when you look at the, what the Rangers got, the haul that they got here. I mean, we, we like Nemestikov, right? Yes. I think he's a good player. Like you said, Tampa has an embarrassment. Tampa doesn't have room for him. It's potentially three first-round picks that they got, not to mention the, you know, the ones they're going to have as well. There's a lot of potential here to accelerate your rebuild. I think the Rangers did really well, actually. And if, the Rangers were low on first-round picks for a while there. They, yeah. traded, they, made, I mean, they moved it in the Yandel deal. They moved it in other deals. So they had a two- or three-year period there where they just didn't pick early at all. And that, that will burn you. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen yeah. it locally. They went, 10 they, years they ago. Went 15 years it. ago. They didn't finish the job, and right. then now they're paying for it. And they got some decent defensive prospects, too. So this, is, yeah. this, this was a good day for them. Uh, I, this is what you want to see. Once you've admitted you're rebuilding, this is what you want to see a team do. I, yeah, I credit them for knowing who they are. Yeah. Because there are definitely teams in this league who don't realize who they are necessarily. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Montreal. Thank you. That well, was yeah. the example What's, I was just going to name. I mean, they unloaded Joe Morrow, so I guess they brought about the change they needed. Thomas Bocan. Placanic, too. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're but, fine standing pat with what they have going into next year unless you think they're going to move Galchenyuk or Pacioretty or any of these other guys at, at the draft. Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah. I would assume so at this yeah, point. Pacioretty wants out. I don't, I don't blame him at all. No, of course not. But I don't feel like Montreal is aware of what they are. And with the Rangers... I give them credit, like I said. I give them even more credit because they're in New York. That's a thank you. And yeah. that's a really good point because I think a lot of people will thank defend you. the Canadians by saying they have to understand their marketplace so they can't do that. Well, New York Rangers did it. They're in the middle of New yep. York, and they admitted it. So you can't use that excuse anymore. And by the way, your greatest rival in Canada, Toronto, also did the same thing. Now they got Austin Matthews in they the draft, out quickly, which yeah. really helped to get out of it quickly, but they embraced the same process. And the thing, too, with Toronto, like they absolutely got bailed out by getting Matthews, but they had also drafted well mm-hmm. the years prior, yeah. and they were making moves. 
Like, if they hadn't got Austin Matthews, they wouldn't be very good right now, but they'd be on the way up. And with Montreal, I mean, they're just going to be here again next year, right? This is this, We can write them out of the playoffs next year. I don't see a clear path for them to get back to contention. Unless Carey Price is just otherworldly. And even then, you're going to be in the same spot you were three years ago, where he has two bad games, you're out of the playoffs, and it doesn't matter. Is that like the leading candidate to be the worst team in the NHL next year? Montreal? Or is it still no. Vancouver? Because Montreal does have Price, at least. Uh, Buffalo. <laughs> Until further notice. What? Yeah, yeah they do seem to have that on lockdown. Until further notice, Buffalo. And they, they seem pretty comfortable in that role. It's just, that's weird. Ottawa also is, exists. Carlson was yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, Carlson's gone. Like, those are the two. Anything that happened yesterday change your opinion on whether or not Carlson will be on Ottawa to start next season? I went from putting in a, maybe a 25% chance to a 0% chance. Yeah, he's he's, definitely, he's, he's going to get dealt yeah. in the summer. It's going to be a fascinating story to watch they in were, the summer. They were pretty openly shot. And, and if Tavares gets to market... I mean, you want to you want to talk about two marquee players yeah. being available in free agency? How how often does that happen? Almost well, one's never. not free agency, sorry, but but almost never would that happen. I mean, because even people think back to like Suter, Parise, but even then they were they not on as this level. Carlson was better than Suter, and Tavares is better than Parise by uh, even Carlson's when, a top five player in this league. Correct, Tavares top uh, ten. Okay, yeah, you're trading two of the ten dozen best players there, in the league. Is there a team that can go out there and just go all in and get both of them? Because if you added both of them. You're a cup contender. Well, what are, we, are we talking realistically, or are we just talking cap space? Because there are a few teams with cap space, of course, but they have other issues. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to see them both like end up on Toronto somehow. But that they're would not, be that's, wild. That's, if they both ended up on the same team. Yeah, I guess that's Vegas. my question. Is there Vegas? Oh, Vegas could do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, I, I want to watch what this team does. They can be such a player, and if they add a marquee player like that, they basically say to everyone. We're not going to ever take a step back. There will be no building yeah. this team. We're already there. And, yeah, players want to come and live in Vegas. I, I'm so. very curious to see what they do this offseason because that, that's a great point that you bring up, Craig, because they have that unique chance now where they don't have to have this low period because I'm still worried about what this team looks like next year. I don't year. like all these I'm compliments very, from our hosts on the show. Well, I'm saying it is what it is. Okay. I'm very worried that, again, we talk about nine-linear progression. I'm very worried we're going to get a team that we thought closer to what we thought we were going to get this year next year. And so if they can capitalize on this and say, no, we kind of got a taste of winning right. and we've got a lot of momentum behind us, let's not lose most of it by having a bad season. Let's make a splash. And, and ultimately, money because James yeah. Neal's off the books, Grabovsky is off, off the, the books. books. So you, it, they, it's have, gonna, they have they money. Can move, they can move pieces, right? And ultimately, you're going to have to move Flurry at some point next season. So it's fine. You you've got you, four other goalies that you, have NHL experience. Now. You, you need, <laughs> or more, that kid from like WHL. Also, uh, also need another face of the franchise soon because you've built all the stuff around Mark Andre Fleury. You know, could it could it be William Carlson? Could it be Marcia So, possibly. But if it's Tavares, if it's Carlson, it's a whole different story. It's Tavares it's, and Carlson. Can you imagine that's the team. That's the team that could do it, right? Because you can just go throw the money at Tavares, yep. and they have the money. Yes. Yep. It would be tougher, obviously, to get Carlson. They have the but cap space and Bill Foley has more than enough money. And it sounds like they Both were close on Carlson. Yeah. At least close enough where other deals around the the NHL couldn't get done. So. And we, again, when you're trying to make a pitch to Tavares and free agency, hey, who look you who look who you can come play with? We just got Eric Carlson. If you don't think we're committed to winning. Look what we just got. We just won two playoff series and then added John Tavares yeah. and Eric Carlson. They're, and they have they have money coming off the books. Yes. They have significant money coming off the books. I want this to happen now. I'm sick of it's nothing against the Islanders, but I'm just sick of Tavares being on the Islanders because I just feel like he's and I hate it when people say that. So, like, well, it's not my favorite team, so I hate that the good players over there. But it just feels like Tavares is only 
barely recognized as one of the best players in the league because of the team he's on. And it's crazy. It's a New York team, and yet a New York team that is largely ignored. So Vegas next year, according They've to Cap Friendly, $22 million coming 17 off. players on the roster, and their cap hit is $46 million. This could not have worked out like any million. better for them. The loose Garrison's contract, which is buried in the minors yep. right now, that's 3.575. Starner and Spiza are Both combined to making 6.85. They're yep. gone. Ryan Reeves, by the way, remember your team traded a first-round draft pick and a prospect for him? That was, that so, was to, to have him play in the playoffs, and he never was even on the team in the playoffs. That was fun. That was David smart. Perron, you could probably do Perron, that. Gone. $10 million between Grabowski and Neal. Gone. <laughs> they Clarkson, they'll bury in long-term IR for the end, I'm the end of time. I'm loving this idea. This is brilliant. This, this, the timing and everything worked out just perfect for Vegas. They legitimately could do this if the Islanders let Tavares get to the market, which it's the Islanders. So, Also, you stand a better chance of getting some players at more of a discount if you get those players. Maybe James Neal comes back as well. I can play on the line with Tavares. Eh, you know what? I might, I might come back for a little bit less than what I thought I was going to get. This could be like the new NHL where you don't need prospects. You just go out there and sign everybody. And where's uh, Polkinen? If we, where does he factor into this? Yeah, well, we could call the Chicago Wolves and ask him. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so let's talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. Are you pleased Shall with we? what they did? Well, yeah, I'm pretty pleased that they got a, a first round pick for Ryan Hartman and a, a pretty good prospect. Okay. I did not expect that. It would have been nice to see them unload other things, but as Jamie keeps saying, that compliance buyout is. Looming. They're counting down the, the days. The next lockout and Brent Seabrook will be gone. Counting down the days. I don't think it'll be Jonathan Taves because I don't think. What if they get two? <laughs> if they get two, then they, they just start the rebuild. Then maybe wait a couple years to do the rebuild. Yeah, I mean, if that if that's the case, then that's what you're doing. But yeah, I, I did like the fact that they got as much as they got for Ryan Hartman. I, I was a bit surprised by that. Yes. When do you think they're a playoff team again? I I can't answer that. It, there's so many variables there. Okay. But there's not that many variables because they don't have any cap space. That's, I, I don't think it's going to be next year. I don't, I don't either, and I don't think it should be. And going beyond then, I don't know. Okay. Because so many things can change. I guess the real question was, are they a playoff contender next year? Here's, here's my issue with, with Stan Bowman's statements recently about, you know, that they feel like their core is still young enough, and he still threw Brent Seabrook in that core, and I have no idea why. Maybe Drive up his just, market value. Delusional. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's just delusional. But, he, you know, he's throwing Duncan Keith in that mix. Duncan Keith's 34 years old. Yeah, but at least he's good. But in two years, <laughs> yeah. when you're back, you're saying, oh, he's yeah. still young enough that he can be a, a major factor on a team? I, if, if you want to start your rebuild, yeah. Duncan Keith's a guy you should look to trade this summer. Oh, you could get a ton. You could Duncan. get a ton yeah, for Duncan Keith. And he's on a, he's a good contract. Yeah, for he's a got long a long trade, too. Because I feel like. I hear what you're saying. Like, if you're going to talk about your young core, is Duncan Keith at 36 part of your young core? No. You need to rebuild your entire blue line. But I do think Duncan Keith can still be a really good defenseman in this league for, like, another three or four years. Good God, yes. So, man, that's that's a great trade chip this summer. Let's send him to Vegas, too. Top pairing of Carlson (laughs) and Keith with Tavares up front. Okay, so we're spending most of Vegas' money. Um, Eight. It's not the other way around for a change. Yeah. (laughs) Take that, Vegas. Vancouver and or Edmonton. You feel like they did enough to uh, hasten their rebuild? Is Edmonton, are we just assuming they're rebuilding? <laughs> it, it feels like they're adjusting to their mistakes, doesn't it? It doesn't Bonfils feel like they're doing anything. The luster's off him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they, they didn't really do much, did they? No. I mean, and that, they that's... need to do something this offseason to improve their wings, obviously. What do they do? What, what, can, what can Edmonton do? I know we've dabbled in this in the Trade past. Trade for Taylor Hall. I, 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 that's I, typically I don't, the answer. I don't, I don't know, because here's the problem. Uh, Connor McDavid is going to make 
11 million more dollars next year than he did this year. Yeah, that's a problem. So that could be a problem. And you got rid of Patrick Maroon, but it's not like he was weighing heavily on and the books. Wa- and waited all of like five seconds to say that I'm hoping to sign with Edmonton on July 1st. Hey, Ryan Strong's out there. A restricted free agent. You don't have to resign him. He had two nice. goals the other day. He did. Yeah. Uh, they need someone yeah. to take. They need they, someone to take Milan Lucic. That's not going to happen. Good luck. No, that's and not he's got a no movement. What, so what I wonder it. about this team, and I, I think it would be a mistake. I wonder sometimes if, in order to get what they need, they dangle Leon Dreisaitl. I can't imagine it happens. I think it would be a mistake because what you're looking for more than anything up front is yeah. depth up the middle. What would but it, they put themselves in such like a tough to... position with the players they've unloaded and yes. Hall and Everly, the, the players that should be on this roster right now? What would a trade for Dreisaitl have to look like? They'd have to get a, a marquee defenseman. And they'd have to be able to attach a Lucic to it. Yeah. Uh, sort of like what Ottawa's doing. See, I, I think that just makes it impossible. I don't think teams are going to do it then. With an attached well, Lucic? You, again, you're, you're, li- you're, you're limiting your... One, Lucic has to approve it. Two, you're limiting the number of teams Why that wouldn't take he approve on. it, though? Like... You're not oh. making any playoff noise yeah, for the next two or three years. Yeah, we say all the time, years. and guys are like, oh, I don't want to go to that city, or I don't like that coach, or there's a player on there that looked at me the wrong way Wait, once. who says that? I love playing in Edmonton. Hey, somebody, wa- hey, somebody waved their no-movement clause to go to Winnipeg, so <laughs> things can change. <laughs> yeah, Winnipeg's good. Uh, do we know if the deals that were close to happening with Carlson, did they really include Bobby Ryan? I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I, there was almost nothing reported on what these deals were. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty vague. We're talking Vegas. I, there were reports out there again that they had offered six assets. Yeah. I just. What does it? Yeah. What does that mean? We that looked mean? at it from Vegas's perspective. A six-round pick is an asset. So like, what is, players. Wouldn't you be upset if you were an Ottawa fan? You're already going to be upset because because you're an Ottawa fan. They're, they're so already there. They're, yeah. Believe me, they're all already in riot mode. But if you traded Eric Carlson to Vegas. I don't know what you could have possibly gotten back that you were excited about. That's that's why I think this has to happen in the summer when more there are more possibilities. Yeah. Just, it's just the reality of the summer. But let's flip Everybody this back in play. to Edmonton then. If you were ever going to be able to unload Milan Lucic, wouldn't it be at the trade deadline and not the summer? Like That seems like something where a team is like, no. fine, we'll take him for the playoffs. I don't, I don't think so. Really? Because he has five more years left on his contract. That's I don't think the problem. You, we, yeah. At the trade deadline, you're looking for rentals, by and large. But you're not going to be able to unload him. Maybe a guy either. with one more year left yeah. on his contract, but not five. No, I think it's much harder to unload him at the deadline. You need, you need to get them before teams have spent their money on other bad players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with Jamie, though. Lucic would have to be attached, or whichever one you said that. I don't know. For you're sure, you're both me, the same you, person, really. 14.5 million in cap hit. Who's taking that on? To me, you do literally anything but trade those two. You you attach your first-round pick this year to Lucic to get rid of him before you trade Dreisaitl. Yeah, I agree. Like, you you cannot trade McDavid or Dreisaitl. But you you're not. absolutely cannot. But to Craig's point, there's nothing that you have, other than McDavid, who's obviously not a part of this conversation, that you're going to be able to get multiple pieces back for other than Dreisaitl. There's not much on Edmonton no, that you no, could get but, anything but, but for. Sometimes you need to just get people away. Yeah. Like, if, if, if I told you, right, how much is it worth to you to have that $6 million of cap space? Well, who's my GM? Like, how's he going to spend it? Well, your GM's Peter Shirelli, so okay. he's going to blow it on, like, so, Patrick Maroon. But okay. if you had a competent general manager, oh. what, uh, that's where this comes in. How, I mean, how much would the Blackhawks right now, how much is getting Seabrook's contract away valuable to them? How much is that worth to you? Right. And sometimes you might need to take a team that goes and we'll take your first round pick. That's, yeah. that's a tough one for Edmonton because they want to add those types of it's players. It's tough because you're giving up a top five pick, but yeah. top one. But yeah, 
So if you're Edmonton, you but say... But at some point, you have to give up something to get something. Now, this is interesting. If Edmonton trades their first-round pick this year before the lottery, then does it just mature into, like, the number four overall pick? But if they wait till after the lottery, it'll clearly be the number one pick. Yeah. So if you're going to make that deal with Edmonton, you want the lottery to happen while it's still Edmonton's name that comes up. I'm just saying, up. sometimes, you, again, you have to pay for your sins in this case, and that might be a first-round pick to get rid of that get rid of the terrible contract that you signed. Or so, you're content to wait a couple yeah. of years to, to let those young players mature and, and help your roster. Or because who are those out. young players? Well, they, they'd have to draft them, is my point. Yeah, if you to, get a high draft, another pick, top maybe five that guy's pick, ready. Maybe Pooley-RV becomes more of a player than he has been. Yeah. Uh, so, you, at, but, but if you do deal that pick... It, it gives you some cap flexibility, and the thing that I think you can find in free agency generally is wingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can fill in if you're if you're determined to get right back to where you were last year. And I think despite the fact it's Edmonton, people would want to play with McDavid. Oh, so absolutely. You, you can find good players that will take reasonable yeah. deals to come play with McDavid. So if so, you're Edmonton and you get the first overall, let's just say you actually do. Well, if you get the first, first overall pick, pick, you're taking Darlene, and yeah. you're not you're not, okay. not thinking about it. But anything that's not the first overall pick, I think you have to consider if, Packaging some, that if with somebody Lucic. would again, Lucic has to approve. But Lucic and that top five pick for probably a, a third liner, Ooh. like you're, you, I mean, you're not going to get. But you're, again, you're getting the gift of six million dollars off your books. Yes, that's what you're paying for. You six, can't un, you can't undo that for deal five now. More years. You can't undo that deal now, and you're going to have to wait like two more years before you can just buy him out for and they, get all the cap hit back. They have to get rid of him. So at some point you have to go, this is what, this is what we have to do. When did they sign him? Was that, I remember I was in Vegas with one of the two of you and the second it happened, we were like, what are they doing? It's probably Craig. Okay. Yeah, but was, Jamie was, was on the phone waiting. also asking. So that was a year and a half ago. Yeah. In Vegas? Yeah. Oh. Were you sitting in the lobby then? Uh, yes, because I forgot my ID. Okay. So I was... Sorry so, to bring that up. Yeah, thanks. You know, everybody in the city somehow knows about that, and I'm starting to think it's, it's because of we you. Advertise it yeah, we, we do bring it up a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's been brought up in other platforms as well. All right, so Edmonton's screwed. That's basically what the trade deadline showed us this year? Yes, okay. and the Canucks are mm, yeah, what they are. Know what they're doing. They're perfecting the loft pass. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, and you've heard some people talk about their prospects, and, and there are people who think that Vancouver has a good pool of prospects. I'm not entirely on board with that yet, but we'll, you know, how, how do you know? Yeah, I. That's 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 a crapshoot, really. Yeah, that's that's, that's hard some, to evaluate. I have a couple pieces that you like, but who knows? Maybe the Sedins are coming off the books. Yeah. Boy, by, and by, by the, the way, era. can we just talk about how the Sedins looked against the Coyotes? Yeah. By the way, and even if you just look at their stats, isn't Daniel Sedin? I, I need to double check, but one of them is third on Vancouver in points, and the other one is fourth. I believe yeah. that. And so they like they're still productive. Of <laughs> They're still yeah, productive. They're, they're, they're not the hundred point players, or well, I guess they're oh, okay. Hendrick once, but like they're not the 80, 90 point players they were before. But they're Two still goals productive. They on were amazing. They're I, still the, productive. The blind backhand pass across that the was slot was absurd, ridiculous. And it wasn't even to another Sedin. It was like Hendrick no. bounced it off Derek Pouliot to Daniel. Yes, that's what that pass looked like. Yes, but and just then the deflection. For all the talk about how oh they're done and you know Vancouver needs to move on from them, I would say they're their second and third best players <laughs> behind Besser. Right? I mean, I understand that everybody in Vancouver loves Bo Horvat, but the yeah, Sedins are it. still better right now. Well, and they're paying least. full price for Horvat already at $5.5 million. Would you rather have a full priced Horvat or an attached Lucic? <laughs> a full priced Horvat. Okay. This is starting to feel like a poll question, which, by the way, we haven't done the last three weeks. So Who's fault is that? I mean, I would say societies for not really Society, embracing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Whose fault is anything if you really get down to it? Usually yours. Oh. Or leftovers. Yeah. Don't blame it on leftovers. Okay. He can't, he can't say anything. Well, he's ignoring us. 
Uh, he's not though. Oh, he went to sleep. Pretending. Speaking of the Nap sabers, time. which autocorrect always changes to S A B E R S, which really annoys me. You can't seem to learn that. No. What are they doing? Um, what is Buffalo doing? Where are they going? Slowly disappearing into oblivion. I got nothing. Relegation. I. I, mm. I don't know. That that team is baffling to me. They are sort of like Dallas and that it feels like they don't exist except Dallas is a lot better. It, it's interesting that Jason Botterill told the Buffalo News he had one legitimate offer for Evander Kane. Now, that, that's probably a reflection of Evander Kane's past, but they didn't. They just didn't really... They didn't do anything to help themselves down the road. What are, what are they counting on here, I guess? That, what are you counting on changing next season for this team? That's the problem. Like, I just don't. I don't see. Obviously, Eichel's awesome. But, yeah, he's already good. But like, what else? Caposa signed for ten more years, and O'Reilly signed for ten more years, and I don't know. The, yeah. you, their other young players are not progressing mm-hmm. really at all. That's a bad situation. Like they stopped progressing a year ago, that's and that's the problem because everyone thought they were going to take three or four steps forward. Yeah, yeah. They are a very forgettable team, and that's. It's a shame when you have Jack Eichel on that team because he is he's basically a non-factor in the NHL. McDavid and Eichel getting wasted. Yeah, absolutely getting wasted. That's Eichel maybe even more so than McDavid. Like at least Edmonton got a playoff run last year. Yeah. And I don't even know if Buffalo's really mismanaged things. They're just not really doing anything. They just <laughs> Craig's right. They almost seem content to just wait for this to turn around, but I don't know who you're counting on. Eichel's already producing and you're yeah. not winning. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, coyotes. We haven't talked about the Coyotes at all. We have not talked about the Coyotes at all. You're. Uh, this is basically what we expected, right? At the deadline, I mean, Chica made it pretty clear. He did make it really clear that they were not going to be major players, and you know, they made their trade of, with the LA Kings. They moved Tobias Reeder out and Scott Wedgwood, of course, to get Darcy Kemper, who is a backup goaltender, by the way. So, enough with the narrative that this put pressure on Auntie Ranta for next season, or that this is hedging his bets in case Antti Ranta doesn't re-sign. They're fully committed to re-signing Antti Ranta. Antti Ranta wants to be here. I spoke to his agent who thinks that something's going to get done. If the Coyotes went into next season and Antti Ranta did not re-sign, they would not go to battle with Darcy Kemper as their number one goalie. They would be in the market for another number one goalie. This has zero impact on that whatsoever. Yeah, and to responding it was, it was with almost the a pressure, narrative. he responded with a shutout in the second game after Kemper got... Uh, Traded for right, and he had the the five two loss to, to Calgary, but then he came out and shot out Anaheim. Yeah. Ranta did so. I don't. So you you guys saw what John Chaika said yesterday. He believes the opportunities are available in the summer to do something maybe similar to what they did last summer when they added four significant pieces. They got Ranta. They got Derek Stepan. They got Nicholas Chalmerson, who I think they're also going to try and sign to an extension this summer, and they got Jason Demers. They solidified their blue line. I like where their blue line is right yeah. now. And if Antiranta is their goalie, based on what he's shown these last two months, that's a good position to be in now. So they might be set on their back end. So when you look at one, what John Chaika might do, he's going to try and address the forward position. Of course, the, the big need and the really hard thing to do is how do you find another top six center, at least a top six center. I don't know that they're going to find a number one guy. But do you find? can you find another top six center because they – really still need that piece very badly, and they need a little more scoring yeah. on the wing. 
I continue to be on board with what Chica has done, and now the sample size is getting a little bit bigger. I mean, nothing he did at the deadline this year was anything amazing, but you just mentioned what he did last year. And, and even the year before when they went out and got Goligoski, and now he, I think, is the player that they were hoping they would get. He wasn't that guy last year. But now you look at this defense with OEL and Jason Demers and Jacob Chikrin, who Chica moved up in the draft by giving mm-hmm. up nothing to get, yep. and Nicholas Jalmerson, who they basically got from Chicago for very little, and it's just, it's Alex Goligoski and even, I mean, Kevin Connaughton as your sixth guy, maybe you're happy with it, maybe you're not, but the way he's producing lately you are, you're really comfortable with five of your defensemen. Yeah, with yeah. the top five, absolutely. Kevin Connaughton's a guy, we'll, we'll see what happens in the offseason. You know, I don't, I don't know what his price is going to look like. They might, you, know, you can replace your sixth defenseman, yeah. right? If, yes. that's your, yes. if that's your biggest you issue, yes. yeah, that, that's not a problem. And, and who knows, maybe they think one of their younger guys is ready for the jump. I'm not sure. There is that guy yet. Yeah. Maybe a guy like Kyle Capobianco is ready to make that leap. Maybe not. But the, you can find those guys, and you can find them cheap. Yeah, so. you can find them for one, on the one-year $1.2 million yeah, deals ex- that you, exactly. you do in, yeah. on July 17th. But how does, this team, how does this team address the center position? How do they get more scoring on the wing? What happens to Max Domi, who has just taken a major step That's back and a, just looks utterly lost That's right going when he has the puck? Fascinating contract negotiation. Sure is. We, we all agree, and we agreed before the deadline, that if you're going to move Max Domi, it happens around the draft, correct? I just don't think you, you, you cannot trade him right now. I, I'm, not I'm with get, you. With it, you're not going to get 50 cents on the dollar for Max That's Domi. where I'm at because he's still an undervalued asset at the draft. Maybe there are more teams in play. I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're hoping right now is Max regains some of his form over the last 20 he's games of the season. 2%. Yeah, he just and half of those are empty nets. He doesn't know what to do when he has the puck now. I, just, I, I don't believe he's forgot how to play hockey. No, and it's a situation, too, where you see some of these plays. He had one, I think it was against Vancouver, where the puck comes to him and he has an open net, mm-hmm. or at least at least a good chance to put a really quality scoring chance uh, together. And he, you're right, he looks like he hasn't played hockey before. So I think if, if he was getting those chances at the very start of the season, he wouldn't be flubbing them or shooting 2%. I think on some level it's playing in his mind. Yeah. And, and how could it not be? Because he... He hasn't played well this year, and then when he has, he hasn't gotten goals. I mean, he's hit the post a ton, too. Yeah. And he's, I mean, and it, 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 it also underscores the parts of his game. Because I, I think there are things that Max has done well. I've been surprised at how good he is down low as a center in the defensive zone. He's really been attentive to those details, but he still turns the puck over a lot. He makes some careless plays through the neutral zone. And you notice that more when he's not producing. Because, you know, you, you think of those types of players as sort of high-risk, high-reward because he's a playmaker. If he yeah. can create offense, fine. You'll live with some of that. But when he's not producing offensively, then it becomes all the more glaring. I don't know how you get the center that we've been talking about yeah, on the show for, for basically since we started this show. And what is this? Episode 138? Yeah. So it's been a while. But if you get that center somehow, you're in a pretty decent spot. Because the wingers, if they, if they don't evolve into what you need them to be, they can just be replaced. But you've got the defense and you've got the goaltending to at least be a playoff team. Yeah, I just I don't think. know where you find it. Like I just even if Tavares gets to free agency, I just don't. I, I cannot logically foresee a scenario where he's going to choose the Coyotes over somebody else. No. I just don't if, see it. If he has the option of going to a team that he thinks is going to contend yeah. quickly, then yeah, in in a big market, yes, yeah, I, I just can't see it. Probably. And I and I doubt Edmonton's going to do that Leon Draisaitl scenario we talked about where we take on our con- take on a contract or something. So, so at that point, what's left? I, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where you find that person. Yeah, and I know some people were looking at all the centers that moved at the deadline yesterday saying, why didn't the Coyotes get them? 
They're, they're on the wrong side of 30. That's yeah, why. It doesn't make any sense with their timeline to add guys like that. Middle six centers that are 33. Like, that's not going to do anything for them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's not really even a lot of center prospects that are out there that are, like, in the minors. And maybe, I mean, Sam Bennett's the example we've used on the show a lot. That's the sort of player. And that's a flyer. You're t- you're, you're taking that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what flyer can you find that's not a Philadelphia flyer? But, like, that sort of player that is a center that may be good or may not be good, but at least was supposed to be decent when he was drafted. Like, at least has top two line upside. And I, don't, I don't know where you get him. I don't either. That's a really tough find. Everybody's looking for those guys. Well, and, and I, I say that, but then I did that comparison for us a, a yeah. little while back, and a lot of teams in the Western Conference have a number one center. Yeah, that, they like, do. I like, and I'm looking too at like the free agents. The only centers that are f- younger than 32 that are UFAs are Tavares, uh, Joe Colborn. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be through a trade. But yeah, yeah it's not going to be. That is the Lance Bowman's the piece. Lance Bowman. So that's the list. To Ooh. to play on people's fears here, if Oliver Ekman Larson decides he does not want to play in Arizona, does not want to sign a contract extension, okay. At that point, you move him, but you can't move him for anything but a number one center. Correct. And even that's too though. valuable an asset to undersell him for anything else. That's what I'm saying, though. Even if you if you were to trade him, which team is giving you a... Because at that point, it has to be a clearly established number one center that you're going to have for years. Yeah. And I don't... No, it's a hard... Again, I mean, maybe, is it Dreisaitl? Maybe, I said, maybe Edmonton maybe. plays at that game because that's... That's what they you're need. Deal, again, you're, now you're dealing with... a. Oliver Ekman Larson, again, he would have to work out some sort of deal with them. I'm sure they're not giving up dry side without making sure they get an extension worked out with. They Ekman do Larson. like having Larson's on the blue line, though. They do. So you've, you've already Larson, used the one up from Adam line. Larson, yeah. So, I don't know. I guess it's the same thing. What, Dylan Strom, what are we thinking for next year? Is we just kind of. I would be lying if I gave you if I knew. I have no idea. I, I could see him <sighs> being packaged in a deal, I could see them giving him another shot in training camp to see. If you can make this leap, what do you play? get for him if you make a deal? I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I imagine you still have some mystery of what he is. If you if this happens again next year, I think that mystery is gone. Yeah, next year to me is the make. And I don't break know what year. value you get from him at that point because yeah. then at that point it's like okay, he hasn't made your team in three camps. I think that that player has been dissected so much. You know what his deficiencies are that I think every scout and every NHL yeah. executive knows what Dylan Strome is at this point. So it's a, it's a problem. I don't think you're gonna fool anybody in a trade with, with Dylan Strome. He'd probably have to be packaged with something else and t- somebody will take a chance. Maybe Dylan Strome is a guy who you put on the wing. Maybe he needs to play the wing, at least early in his career, so he can simplify things a little bit in the NHL. And, you know, he's been playing some wing down in Tucson, so they may be giving that a look. He still has the ability to be a really important player for that organization because if he could somehow be a quality NHL center that changes everything. Yeah, good luck. But, but I'm, again, as I said on the show, I'm of the mind that I, he's never going to be the player that people thought he was going to be. No, but if he could be a number two center that you're confident in, and I understand that's a stretch right now. That's still a stretch right yeah. now. If, again, now your job is to get the most out of him possible. Yeah. And that means whether it's trade, whether it's the way you use him on the ice, if he turns out he's going to be a second-line winger, if that's the best he is, it's better than being hey, a first-line center in the NHL. From there, that's great because they could use some pop on the wing. And, and, so and that's ultimately, a second-line winger is more valuable to them than a first-line AHL center. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, point, if he can you, be a top-six forward at this point, I would you, be you can't, happy. At this point, just with what we've seen, you can't get lost. And, yeah, he was a number-three pick, but that's gone. 
And it's I still already have, happened. I guess I still have the mindset of if he gets to the NHL and plays consistently, for some reason I expect him to produce. Because any anywhere he's been able to be anything, he's been really good. So if he if you're telling me he's a, a second line winger next year, I feel like I could maybe hope I, for I 40, 45 points from him. I, I just don't know. I, I'm not. I got, I don't say this like gleefully. I just don't know. Yeah, I have no idea knows. what he is or like what he could knows. be. If you told me in three years he's toiling away in the minors still, or he's a second line winger, I could say I could see both scenarios happening. Yeah, but I, I don't, don't think it, that is the case in the Coyotes organization past next season. No, but I mean, I still like somewhere. It would be it's a shame. Rec- next season is a reckoning for Dylan Strong because he is a good dude, and you know he has he the is. talent. He's a great kid. So, and he speaks so fast. He's he slowed it down though. <laughs> he's, uh, he's yeah. All right. If he could get his game up to that speed. Yeah, say, yeah, see, I knew one of you was going to make the joke. So I, I, yeah. All right. I mean, that's what everybody talks about, right? Every assessment of him is he just hasn't learned to play at NHL speed. But he does put in the effort. We've of seen players in the no, past that don't. Nobody's We've seen guys that, that don't put in the effort. No, nobody's questioning his effort. This is not like, I think that's why it's kind of sad when you talk about it. This is not somebody that you feel like is not capitalizing on their potential because they're lazy or they had off-the-ice issues. That's not the case, but it's just... It's frustrating yeah. because you feel like the player's trying. You know what his skill level is, but there's just a disconnect. Yeah. Anything else here before we wrap up? I think, I think we done here. pretty effectively went through the uh, the trade deadline. And when we Craig says about the Florida Panthers, but well, that's okay. I got nothing to say. Yeah, what are they doing? What are the Florida Panthers doing? Ask mm-hmm. Vinny Viola. Uh, last game, where does Dave Tippett and or Joel Quenville end up coaching next year? <laughs> you're, you're already firing Joel Quenville. Well, you? you're the one that fired him. Yeah, no, 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 I was saying it's a possibility. Uh, you, I think the question was who gets Chicago. fired first, Stan Bowman or Joel Quenville. If, if that's the case, then I'm betting on Joel Quenville because of Scotty Bowman's role in that organization. Well, okay, then let's put it this way. <clears throat> Joel Quenville coaches in Chicago, or if he doesn't, where does he coach? You brought up Florida, so that's why this is even a, a thing. Because I'm trying to figure out which which teams sure, are going to see that with the Dale Talon connection to sure. need coaches. Next Joel Quenville has a lot of connections around the league. He's he's coached other places. He's played places. So how Seattle? safe is Glenn Gullison? Seattle. Mm. Seattle's an interesting prospect. Yeah, for either one of those guys. Yes, they are. Yeah, uh, I think Dave Tibbet has family up in Seattle. If he does. I'm remembering correctly, yes, I believe so. he does. Uh, but that's still a couple years away before okay. the, the Sonics are actually a it's team. Okay. He, um, he did have a nice buyout. He did. That's true. He doesn't really have to jump back into coaching right now if he doesn't want to. Gullitson is a – that's an interesting name because if they were to miss the playoffs with that defense, and I know they're not loaded up front, but the guys they have that are good up front are really good. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten pretty good goaltending from Mike Smith too, so it's not that he wasn't given the pieces. Mm-hmm. Do you I, and Calgary? I, 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 I said I can, yeah. Huh. Or even Tippett. Yeah. There's enough. There, there there's enough, a there lot enough of strings. Plenty of connections. <laughs> there are enough there, strings yes. up there. To, like, <laughs> like the entire and, and, and entire executive team. The entire executive team. The goaltender, Michael Stone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Michael Stone. Oh boy. All right, that's gonna do it for us. For Craig Morgan, for Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.